all. A word explosion. It's brought to you by Lighthouse of Faith Ministries International in Montego Bay, St. James, Jamaica. God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough. Last week's message. Listen, if you have not heard it, you better listen to part one. But here again, we welcome our pastor, Reverend Philip Gordon, as he continues with part two of Our Generous God. Glory to God. All right. Now, verse eight, verse eight. I'm going to read a, a note in verse eight in the Passion Translation, one of the footnotes. All right. When it says, so that you will have more than enough of everything. Listen carefully. Please listen. I am going to re read what the Greek really said. That's just a translation. Here's what the Greek really said. The Greek word Paul uses is autarkia. And it is found in classical Greek as meaning, are you ready for this? Independently wealthy, needing nothing. Paul, on purpose, used the word autarkia because he wanted to express that what he was saying that you will be independently wealthy, needed nothing, and have more than enough of everything every moment. Give, give me the rest of that verse, please. And in every way, he will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Independently wealthy, needing nothing. Let, 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 let me tell you why this has not come to the church. Spirit of God just whispered it to me, so I'll tell you. He said, this is why my church has stayed poor, because nobody has the guts to preach it. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And what they have not heard, they cannot have faith for. And so it has never come into the church because it's not preached so that they can have faith to receive it. This is the word of the Lord. This is, I told you it was controversial, you didn't believe me. Here we go. Independently wealthy, needing nothing. Overflow with abundance in everything you do. That's God's plan under the new covenant, for, for his new covenant children. That is God's plan for his new covenant children. I got to preach it to you because you got to have faith to receive it. Let's get the next verse, please. Hallelujah. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him, because he has sown extravagantly, and given to the poor, hold on now, all of that is good. See now, those are what you call works of righteousness. But you don't do them to become righteous. You are righteous, that's why you do them. Did anybody get that? 
You are righteous. That's why you do them. That's why you sow extravagantly. That's why you give to the poor. Because you're righteous. His kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. Next verse, please. Thank you, Jesus. Now, that is, that is the title of our message today, Our Generous God. It says, this generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. Jesus. We all in the church have been taught that God is a cheapo. And all that time he was a Shaddai with many breasts to nourish us and to meet our every need. Hallelujah! Not just meet our need, but extravagant. Ex Everybody shout extravagant. So, you know, this got to take hold of you on the inside. You know that? This, this got to grab you down here and change all that you've been taught and all, all, all the wrong thinking that has been there. That, that God, oh, well, you know, he meets our needs, you know, but just barely. That's a lie. Extravagant towards you. Abundant overflow. Not just barely enough. That is God's plan for his new covenant children. And you are, you are that. First, he supplies every need plus more. First, he supplies every need plus more. Then... He multiplies the seed as you sow it. So that the harvest of your generosity will grow. That sounds like El Chipo to you? My God, that sure sounds like overflow to me. I have another note to read to you. Stay right there. Don't, don't go anywhere. I, I, I have a note to read to you. Glory to God. Yeah, let, let me read something to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 10. Verse 10. Let me, let, let me read another note in the TPT because you're not going to believe this. Hallelujah. I got to read it to you for you to believe it. Here we go. Seed. He supplies seed. The Greek word, epikoregio, is used in Greek literature for someone who pays all expenses for the drama or the choir production. Plus more. Providing income for those who take part. Now, <laughs> come on, come on. You, you need to get that. You need to get that. 
Paul uses that word on purpose. He says, listen, God wants to make you the one who pays all the expenses for the choir or for the drama production. Plus more. And then on top of that, he goes and he pays the income for all the players who take part. Watch this. Watch this. God is seen as the leader of the divine choir. Orchestrating everything and providing all that is needed to bring forth the sounds of his glory on the earth. It's all about his glory being revealed in the earth. And his glory has to be revealed in you and through you. You are his people. He lives inside of you. You are the expression of God in the earth. And if you are poor, then it makes him look bad. Don't, don't, I think that fell dead over there. Let, let, let me go over this side, man. I said if you're poor, it makes him look bad. You are the expression of God in the earth. We all have been making God look bad. Because they taught us wrong. They taught us wrong. So we thought, we thought it's okay to be humble, equal, poor. Be humble, my brother. Be humble, my sister. Be poor. Abraham was the richest man in the East. God's covenant man. Job, at the time he was living, was the richest man in the world. God's man. Are you hearing me? God don't believe in poor. He puts poverty under his feet. Come on, get up and trample poverty. Come on, get up and, get up and trample. Everybody on your feet, trample poverty. Trample it right now, right now. Do like God, trample poverty, trample poverty, trample it under my feet, under my feet, under my feet, under my feet. Hetelebo shatalabaha, hetelebo shotolobaha, marabo kedebo sata. You may be seated. I want you to know. That a symbolic act like what you just did goes a far way in the realm of the spirit. You have symbolically declared to the realm of the spirit that poverty has been trampled in my life. Even if it's there now, it won't be there long. Is anybody hearing me? That symbolic thing you did is telling them demons who are holding your money, holding your inheritance, holding what belongs to you. You're telling, you're declaring before them, hey, 
You may be succeeding right now, but you won't be succeeding long. I told you controversial message, didn't I? Here we go. Hallelujah. Let's, okay, verse 11, please. Just listen what God is speaking to his people. Just, just listen the kind of language that you thought he was El Chipo uses. You will be abundantly enriched in every way. As you give generously on every occasion. For when we take your gifts to those in need. It causes many to give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Let me see if we go any further. Yeah, one more verse please. Hallelujah. 12. This priestly ministry you are providing. So giving, sowing in the lives of others is a priestly ministry. You have been made kings and priests. And this is your priestly ministry. Sowing into the life of others. Giving generously. But listen, we cannot fulfill our priestly message properly if we don't have it forgive. If when you pay your rent, everything done, there's no priestly ministry done. So you go to the Lord and say, Lord, this is not right. I have a priestly ministry to perform. Therefore, I need an abundance to perform it. I need an over above that which I need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For my priestly ministry. Come on, go to the Lord about it. All right, so you're doing not, no priestly ministry at all. You're not, you're not blessed. You, you, he just told you what it is. You're not doing that. Why? Because you can't afford to. Things tight. This priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, it inspires an outpouring of praises and thanksgiving to God himself. Hallelujah. I have another note to read to you. Glory to God. You love when I read the notes, huh? Amen. Here we go. Hallelujah. I got to read you this note. Hallelujah. Or that could be better translated as you will always be rich enough to be generous at all times. That's what that is. You will Always be rich enough to be generous at all times. I know how many of you, when, when, when an appeal is, is being brought out, you wish you could give. Oh God, I want to give so bad. When you watch TV and you see them appealing and you see the children suffering and they need help and they need food, you want to do it so bad. You can't do it. Because at the end of the month, there's no money left. In fact, at the end of the money, there's a lot more months left. This has got to change. That is not the inheritance that God says is ours. That is not 
the inheritance that God says belong to us. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to move on because my time is really, really running away now. Can you now see the plan God has for us? That's why Jesus spoke about the hundredfold return in our giving, on our giving. Ah, some of us have had a it because he wants you to declare it. He's saying hundredfold because he's giving you a plateau to aim for. And when God starts to bring that hundredfold return in, believe me, it's the quickest thing that will pull the wealth out of the, 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 the wicked's hand and bring it into us because hundredfold is a lot of fold. Let us look at a scripture here. Luke 638, please, in the, in, in, the, in the passion. Here it is. It says, give generously, and generous gifts will be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of your return. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't see no cheapoism in that scripture at all. I saw overflow. I don't know why they preach to me that we must be poor and we mustn't believe God for, 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 for return on our giving. We, 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 oh, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to be like a sow, like a, like, like a farmer. You're supposed to plant seed and don't expect nothing. But they can't preach that to me anymore. I've been delivered. And the mere fact that the Bible keeps calling it sowing is equating it to what a farmer does. Amen. And like I said to you before, a farmer sows for one reason. And what is that again? Shout that word at me. Can't hear you. Harvest. Harvest. One reason he sows. Glory to God. Now, please notice that all of this is tied to our giving. All the scriptures I've read to you are all tied into your giving or your sowing. In other words, no sowing, no harvest. Is anybody hearing me? Yes. 
no sowing, no harvest. That's why these, you, you really need to go home and study these scriptures again. Because God wants you to start being a generous giver. And when you do, these are the things that he will pour back into your life. Amen? Therefore, stand, stand in faith for your first fruit return. Many of you have sacrificed in the first fruit offering. I know that. I've seen the sacrifices. Some of them shocked me when I saw how people took this seriously and sacrificed before God when I know they don't have it. But they sacrificed it because they're believing God for their return. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Do not let the devil steal a penny of your return. Don't let him steal it. Many of you have sown not just for a return in finances, but for a return in healing, in salvation for your family. Amen. And for different things, deliverance. Don't let the devil steal your return. Glory to God. You have, you have obeyed God and you have done the first step. Therefore, the second step is up to God and he's coming at you with your return. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I was sitting there. I'm going to bring it home. I'm bringing it home right now. I was sitting there and the, the, the praise team was singing. And they, 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 they sang something. I'm not even sure exactly what they said. But the Spirit of the Lord whispered to me. You want to hear what he said? Just now. I had to start writing all over again. This is what he said. He said, you go to war with the word. You go to war with the word. It is your sword of battle. Two-edged. The enemy cannot resist that sword. Oh man, I need to read that again. That's fresh off, fresh off the, the, the coals of heaven. Here it is. You go to war with his word. It is your sword of battle. Two-edged. The enemy cannot resist that sword. What am I talking about? I'm talking about believing God for your return. You take the word and you go to war against him. You take the word and go to war. It's a two-edged sword. Hallelujah. That's the revelation. His word is a two-edged sword. His word is a two-edged sword. His word is an irresistible sword that the enemy cannot resist, cannot resist, cannot resist. The problem is you tried it, you swing it two times, and it didn't work, so you put it down. Sila. You swing the sword two times and it didn't bring nothing, so you put it down. You have to use the word and fight a good warfare with it. It is a two-edged sword that the enemy cannot resist. Fight for your return. Fight for what belongs to you. Fight for your inheritance. Use the sword. Use the sword and get back your inheritance. It is, the sword is an article of war. I said it's an article for battle. You know, the Lord at the beginning of this year gave me Joel 2, 23 to 32. 
Let me quickly read it. Please put it up there. Joel 2. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For the rain, he says, demonstrates his faithfulness. Once more, the autumn rains will come as well as the rains of spring. Keep going. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grain. You remember at the beginning of this year, we got a ram word from God saying this. Do you remember? Amen. Well, this is it. And the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. Keep going. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts, and the cutting locusts. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Keep going. Once again, you will have all the food you want. And you will praise the Lord your God who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people Israel. That I am the Lord your God and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. You, you hear the Lord repeating himself? We are disgraced right now because you're poor. No influence. You're lightly taken. And people, the, 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 the higher ups in your nation just put you down as nothing. Because you're poor. And all you do is go to church and lock the four doors and shout hallelujah and roll on the floor. They, they, they just discard you. That's what he means, never again will my people be disgraced. Because he's raising up our lot in the nation. Are you hearing me? I said he's right. And listen, listen how he's raising it up. He's raising up our lot because he said, we, we didn't have any food enough. He said, once again, you'll have more than enough food. Your threshing floors will be filled with grain and oil. In other words, I'm going to make you rich. So people will have to sit up and take notice of you. And stop ignoring you. I told you it was a controversial message. Let's read on. And then, when I take care of the natural, I'm going to start taking care of the spiritual. After doing all those things, I will pour up my spirit. When they start taking notice of you, when they start inviting you into their, their places of influence, and then I'm going to pour my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your, your young men will see visions. Glory to God. In those days, I'll pour my spirit upon my servants, men and women alike. Hallelujah. And I will cause wonders in heavens and on the earth. Blood, fire, columns of smoke. Glory to God. The sun will become dark. The moon will turn blood before that great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. Hallelujah. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You see God's plan? He's going to bless us with an outpouring of wealth first so that we will be elevated to a place of influence. When we have been elevated to a place of influence, then he will pour his spirit upon us so we can get them all, influential people, saved. Did you get that? All right. Amen. Like I said, I'm bringing it home. Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Controversial, yes, but true. Controversial, yes, but true. God does not leave out the spiritual. In Isaiah 1, 18 in the New King James, put that up for me, please. He does not leave out the spiritual. He, he does not leave out the spiritual. 
to get into all that we have talked about, you got to enter in through this door. Come now, says the Lord. Let us reason together. And I'm speaking to those who have been listening to me talk about money and saying, this man, that's all him talk about is money. Not at all. Not at all. I'm teaching you that God has a prosperity plan for his people, but there's one door to get into it. One door. That name of that door is Jesus. And this is Jesus talking. Jesus is saying, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. In other words, he's even giving abundance in salvation. Abundance in forgiveness. Abundance in his acceptance. Amen? There is abundance in every area. It's not just in the natural. It's also in the spiritual. Amen? And so, in closing, in closing, I would like those who have read that scripture, hallelujah, and want to come and reason together with the Lord, who have sins as red as crimson, amen, that they can come to the Lord. If you are here in this sanctuary, I want you to come and stand right here. I want to pray with you. If you're there in your homes, I'm going to pray with you. The very same prayer, I'll pray with them. I'll pray with you and you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and enter into God's prosperity plan for his new covenant people. Amen? I have shown you that today. That's his plan. That's his prosperity plan. You cannot get into it unless you get washed in the blood. Amen? Are you there? So is there anyone in our, in our sanctuary today that, will, that is receiving that invitation? Come now, come. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be red as scarlet, I, I, I will make it white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, I will make them white as wool. Are you here? Are you here? Is anyone here? That needs to come to that invitation and receive him this morning. Hallelujah. Well, bless God, all the Christians came out this morning, but I'm sure it's not the same on social media. There are many on social media listening to my voice now who say, yes, I want to I accept that invitation. That's wonderful. Well, then let's pray. Let's pray. I'd like everyone in the house to pray this prayer with me, please. Say, Father in heaven. Thank you for your prosperity plan for your people. Thank you for outlining it to us so clearly, Lord. I want to get in on your prosperity plan, Lord. So I heed the invitation to come to you now. I realize my sins are red as scarlet and as crimson. But I come to you now, Lord Jesus, for you to wash me in your precious blood and make my crimson sins white as snow. Make my scarlet sins white as wool. I receive your blood washing my sins away 
right now, cleansing me from all unrighteousness. I receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior this day, the, 6th, the 7th of February, 2021. I will walk with you, Lord. I will talk with you, Lord. Use my life as a testimony for you. Thank you, Lord. I believe I receive it done in Jesus' name. Say amen. People of God, say amen. Now, I'd like everyone in the sanctuary to stand, please. I always believe that when God speaks to us, we must answer back. There must be a reply to what God has said. So let us make a declaration before the Lord. Declare with me, please. Say, Father in heaven, thank you for your prosperity plan. I receive it this day. No longer will I let the enemy steal, kill, and destroy my inheritance. What you have given to me belongs to me. I will fight the good fight of faith for it. I will use your word as my battle sword. And I will receive the full benefit, the full inheritance of my covenant in Jesus' name. Angels, go forth. Bring my inheritance in. I stand in faith for the hundredfold return. I stand in faith that what I've given, you will cause men to give into my bosom. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And it's all for your glory. I make this pledge this day. All that I have, all that I am, belongs to you. You can use me any way you like. Fill me with your prosperity so I can fulfill my priestly ministry. In Jesus' name I pray. Shout amen, people of God. Thank you for joining us this week on All. Tune in each week as we deliver a word explosion. Don't ever miss a message. You can also join us for worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. EST on YouTube or Facebook. If you also found value and was blessed by this word, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend. You can contact us at lfmijamaica at gmail.com or by telephone 876 971-0098 or 876-828-3121. Have a blessed week.